You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Hi there, welcome back to Coaches Connection Podcast. This is episode 56. My name is Anne Marie Cross, small business marketing and mindset coach. Do you ask the question, how can I grow my coaching practice? What are the secrets that will help me fill my practice? And what marketing should I be doing to attract new clients? Well, you're in the right place. Whether you're just starting up your coaching practice or you've been in business a while, this podcast is devoted to helping you take your results to the next level. I'll teach you the right business and marketing strategies you should have in place to communicate your meaningful message in a powerful way so you can stand out and finally grow a successful, profitable coaching practice. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome back to another show. Ever been in a situation where you've read or you've heard something that made your blood boil? So much so that you had to come forward, you had to make a stand for what you truly believed was fundamentally important. Now, this happened to me a while ago where on three separate instances, other business professionals were advising their clients who were coaches with what I believed was incorrect information and therefore were setting their clients' businesses up for disappointment and ongoing struggle. And I'm going to speak about what those things were and what you should be doing in today's words of wisdom. However, before we move on, I want to do a shout out and a thank you. Haven't done this for a couple of shows, so want to do this today. So a shout out and a thank you to Construction Index, who included uh, the ambitious pod in their construction index daily now construction index is uk's leading construction news service and you can find them over on twitter at tc index thank you so much for including us in your daily i really appreciate it now if you'd like me to do a shout out to you just like i have with construction index there's a couple of ways that you can do that Firstly, you can shout out online, but make sure you tag me to let me know. Otherwise, I don't know and cannot thank you. My personal Twitter handle is at Coach, or you can tag the Ambitious Entrepreneur Network and that their Twitter handle is at TheAmbitiousPod. Also, you can pop on over to AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com forward slash connect. You can ring ring and leave us a message and I'll play that on an upcoming show. So leave your name, your company name and a brief message about why you like the show. Alternatively, on that page, we have SpeakPipe and that will allow you to record a message directly from your computer. And of course, you can subscribe to our iTunes channel by going to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP iTunes. And while you're there, rate the show, leave a comment, and of course, share the show with your friends and colleagues. I'd so appreciate this as by doing this, you'll help get this podcast into the hands of as many other coaches as well, helping them grow their business so that they can in turn help as many people as possible. So thank you so much for helping me spread the message about this podcast and I'll certainly thank you and uh, shout out to you in an upcoming show if you do that. And here's today's tip of the week. 
Now, a few shows ago, I spoke about 12 keys or key steps to get yourself motivated after you found yourself in a slump. And if you haven't listened to those two shows, go back and listen to them. That was show 54 and show 55. And today's tip of the week comes from one of those steps that I shared, which was inspiration. Now, inspiration that you get specifically from the space you've created for yourself. So in this case, of course, it is your office. So if you were to look around your office right now, does it inspire you or not? And as I mentioned on uh, in my show 55, my husband and I completely gutted my office and repainted it one Christmas and I got new furniture. And so the items that I have on my desk now, I absolutely love the entire space just inspires me and as I look to the left of my desk I see my beautiful new lamp I got a new lamp I had some beautiful lily flowers a salt lamp and then when I look to the right side of my desk there's another beautiful really large salt lamp which I have on most of the time there's a plant that I love there is um, handmade wooden carved boxes and also matching candle stands there is an inspiring picture there is a globe of the world which also stands on a wooden uh, stand which matches the color of the wooden boxes and of course the candle stands behind me is a wooden buffet with an assortment of items that i absolutely love and i love my space and when i sit here in my office it feels amazing and i'll often pinch myself asking is this really my office and the colors that we selected and the things that I surrounded myself with in my office are just totally me. And I just love looking at them. And it's my space, nobody else's. So my tip of the week for you today is, have you got an office space that you can call your own? And as you look around your office, does it inspire you with what you have surrounded yourself with? Now, if you haven't got your own office space, then, and, and this is quite difficult for you, then what about the space that you are using? There's a number of different things that you can do to support you in creating an inspiring environment. For instance, is it clutter free for a start? Can you put one or two pieces within eyesight so that when you look at these objects, it makes you feel inspired and empowered? You know, there are a number of things that you can do to your surrounding space to really make it feel far more inspiring. So this week, I encourage you to spend time in your office to create a space that feels great to be in. And sometimes it's just getting a French a French, a fresh bunch of flowers that can make all of the difference. So that's my tip for the week. Now, if you do happen to do a bit of remodeling or you overhaul your office by giving it a bit of a clutter-free go-over, take a picture before and then take a picture after and upload it to our Facebook page. And you'll find us over at www.facebook.com forward slash the ambitious entrepreneur show would love to see the before and after um yeah so go ahead and do that now do you have a tool or a resource or a system that is really working well for you in your business and you would love to share that with other you know coaches the community of listeners here then i want you to share that with me go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com 
forward slash CCP connect. And on that page, there are a whole lot of details on how you can get in contact with me. Now, if I feature it on an upcoming show, I'll make sure to give you and your business a shout out. So please make sure that you leave all of your details on uh, when you leave the message as well so that I can shout out and thank you and you can get a little bit of exposure for your business as well. Today's words of wisdom to help you take your coaching practice to the next level. As I said earlier on in uh, the show, have you ever been in a situation where you've read or you've heard something that made your blood boil? So much so that you had to come forward and make a stand for what you truly believed was fundamentally important. And this did happen to me a while ago and on three separate occasions, there were other business professionals that had advised their clients who were coaches with what I believed was incorrect information and therefore was setting their clients' businesses up for disappointment and ongoing struggle. And following these approaches in your business, and I'm gonna share what they are in a moment, but if you follow these approaches in your business, just like these other business professionals were telling their clients, if you do that, it can seriously jeopardize your ability to build a solid reputation as the go-to person in your industry and building a loyal clientele who love your work and would happily refer you or not. Now, hopefully, as I go through them, you're not going to recognize any of them. And if someone suggests these things to you, you will know better. You will know not to do them. And listen, if you do recognize that you haven't really taken time to uh, implement and think about these things in your business, don't beat yourself up. Celebrate because now you know this is something that you need to concentrate on and it's going to make an incredible difference in the growth of your business. All right, the first, and I call this the business branding and niching mistake. And this is branding business and niching mistake number one. It's not important. So the first situation was when I was speaking to a health and wellness coach, and it was during one of my business breakthrough strategy sessions. She'd been struggling to get more clients for quite some time, and she was at her wit's end. Now, a few years prior, she had invested thousands of dollars with a business coach and an internet marketer, and he'd, you know, she'd worked very closely with him to implement a number of things within her business. And these were the things that she had done. She had a website, which looked pretty impressive. And actually, it looked quite impressive. She continues to write articles. She has her social media profile set up and she's actively sharing information with a growing community. She has a range of programs that she can offer to suit prospects' needs. She's been involved in a number of JV opportunities and JV stands for Joint Venture Opportunities uh, through other you know partnerships with, with other business professionals. And she also has built a sizable list of subscribers that many coaches would envy. But, and it's a big but, she still isn't getting any new clients. Why? Well, as I was speaking to her and investigating kind of the steps behind all of what she'd put into place. In my opinion, it's because the business coach and the internet marketing guru forgot two major elements in their work with her, which was now negatively impacting everything that she'd put into place. And those two things were, number one, understanding 
her niche market and getting totally clear about her ideal client, including demographics and psychographics. And I'm, I'm not going to go into them deeper in today's show. Go back and listen to our other previous shows. Go and sign up for my 10 week free course which shows you the key business foundations, www.bizsuccessseries.com. You need to get on and, and do that uh, that course. But understanding niche and getting really, really clear on that, that's number one. And secondly, unearthing her inner brilliance, her unique attributes, her characteristics, her core values, and other very important aspects that's going to help her create a powerful and magnetic signature brand. So unfortunately, never once were any of these two key elements considered as she was building her website, as she was writing her articles, as she was developing her programs and packages and so on, as she was speaking. So what happened was the people on her list, the sizable list of subscribers were not her ideal client. They had absolutely nothing to do with the programs and packages that she developed. Had she done um, market investigations and really honed down on a niche market, she would have seen that the programs and packages that she had created had no relevance to her ideal client at all. That was why no one was stepping into her programs and her packages. And she had, didn't have a clear, consistent message. When I asked you, so what do you stand for? What is your signature brand? If you were to sum that up in a sentence or two, what is it? And she kind of went, uh, I have no idea. So that level of confidence, that stand for, it just was not working for her. So those were two very key elements. So you can have all of those things in place, a website, writing articles, social media, having programs. You could be involved in joint ventures, partnering with others, and you could be growing a sizable lift of subscribers. But if they're not... Uh, you know, crucial to what you want to do. If you have not identified your niche market, if you have not identified your signature brand and align those two things, all of those things you can have in place and they still may not be working for you. So very, very important. So that was mistake number one. Business branding and niching mistake number two. And this was what someone said in an article. Service businesses don't need to build a brand. <laughs> That was me with my sarcastic laugh. <laughs> you could have seen my face. <clears throat> okay, so the second situation was an article titled Forget Branding that went on to say that service-based businesses, so in other words, coaches, consultants, solopreneurs who are selling their services and their expertise shouldn't bother with building a brand. Hmm, oh really? So the author who was a marketing specialist posed this question. Can service businesses be branded? To which he responded, in my view, services and brands are not related, although many practitioners would have you think they are. Hmm, what can I say other than what a load of and just, you know, put some characters in for the next word. Does he honestly believe that service-based businesses can't and shouldn't build a strong brand? I mean, which planet is he on? I don't normally get this kind of fired up, but when it's something that I'm a stand for, and that is helping um, incredible coaches define their unique signature brand so they can stand out from the crowd and that they can bring their personality, their message, their unique qualities out into everything that they do so that they are consistently sharing this message that resonates with their ideal client. 
Honestly, I have to ask, which planet is he on? Your brand is your reputation. It's what other people think about you when your name is mentioned. Yes, other people can come to a determination or a perception of your brand. And, you know, you can't obviously impact totally what people think, but you can contribute to that. If everything that you are sending out and doing is aligned with a signature brand, a signature message to, you know, honed to attract the attention of your ideal client, Yes, you can create a, a consistent brand and that people will say similar things to you when you know when you are consistent. So everything that you do and say, how you show up can impact your reputation. In other words, your brand positively and of course negatively if you're not careful. And if you're still unsure about business branding and how to define and build your own unique brand, you'll find numerous articles which I'll add, um, I'll, I'll continue to put in my um, show notes so you can link through that. You know, I am so on purpose in my brand that when, um, you know, people contact me, they'll email me or they'll leave a, a message on one of my articles or whatever it is, it always, oh, this is so inspiring, this is so empowering, which is exactly what I want it to be. That is my core signature brand word. And what I am a stand for is to inspire others. And you can develop a very strong, powerful brand so that it continues, your signature brand continues to resonate and continue to, to bring that message out into the world. So in other words, service businesses don't need to build a brand. Well, I think you can pretty much assume that I think that that is total rubbish and that, yes, they do. If you really want to stand out and become known as uh, the go-to person and resonate with your ideal clients, you do. You do need a signature brand. All right, so that was mistake number two. Mistake number three. Let me just take a deep breath. Calm down, Anne-Marie. All right, so this is business branding and niching mistake number three. Go out and get clients and worry about niching and branding later. Hmm. Now, this third situation was a business coach who believed it was important to build value and continue to work with as many clients as possible and then go back and think about branding and niching later. Sounds wonderful. Unfortunately, though, this is often what keeps coaches and consultants stuck. Now, let me take a life coach, for example. Now, if she were to follow this business coach's advice, and she would offer her coaching services to a diverse clientele with numerous issues. If you were to read through her website, you could see that she could help you if you're struggling with relationships. Oh, you have a problem in your career? She can help you out there too. Ah, did you have a phobia of spiders? Well, the steps that she follows in her coaching program can help you get over your arachnophobia too in just one session. By the way, is smoking a problem? Guess what? This life coach can help you give up smoking in three simple steps. She can do it all. Now, I wonder if this business coach has heard of the saying, jack of all trades and a master of none. Now, personally, if I was struggling in my marriage, would I want to see a relationship counselor or an expert who is specialized in that area? Yes, my marriage is far too important to me. If I were unhappy in my career, I would rather go and see a career coach who was specifically trained in the area of careers to help me find a job that I love. After all, I've spent so much time, you know, of my life at work, I'd want to seek the help of a specialist, not a generalist. So trying to be all things, in other words, just get out there and try your hand, work with different people and then go back and niche and, and brand later. I think that that can be a, a very 
um, can be very disheartening when you find that, uh, yeah, your marketing message and, and so on, it's very difficult to sign up new clients. And often it's because you're not positioning yourself as, you know, a specialist in a certain area or really honing in on a certain area where you want to become known on and known in, I should say. And trying to be all things to all people can lead to disappointment. It can lead to exhaustion and frustration because you're trying to market, you're trying to have conversations and People are just not saying yes to your programs and not yet yes to hiring you and it can really be exhausting. So if your goal is to build your credibility as a specialist, if you want to boost your hireability, if you want to get paid what you're worth, being seen as a generalist and a jack of all trades will certainly stop you. If you want to build your reputation in your industry as a coach much, much quicker, then I really, I encourage you, please, Think about um, your signature brand, who you want to be known you know, as by bringing out all your unique qualities and all of those great things, which I often speak about when you are looking at defining your signature brand, as well as trying to define who do you want to serve, what problems are they struggling with, and then really hone everything, your programs, your articles, your introduction, everything. You hone that message to speak to your ideal client. And I tell you what, your reputation will start to precede you where people will start working with you they're getting great results and they'll become your ambassadors and start to spread the message about the great work that you're doing with their colleagues with their community and before you know it you really will have a thriving practice of referrals and people who are coming back to you because you are positioning yourself as someone as the go-to person rather than being um, seen and known as the jack of all trades and fading in the background because there are so many other people who are working in your field. So business branding and niching, are they important and are they relevant? Well, I think you can pretty much ascertain what I'm going to say. Yes, yes, yes. I believe these things are paramount if your goal is to build a reputation as a specialist in your field, to get you noticed, to get you booked, to get you paid what you're worth. This is why I spend time working on these two elements with all of my clients in all of my coaching programs. And it's it, it's two steps that I get people to take right at the beginning before we go on to, to some of the other steps. They've got to have this in place because if you create a program, right, a signature system and then a program that you're going to offer as your signature program, there's no point developing that program until you know what is your ideal client struggling with. So, you know, yeah, it's just the steps that you need to take. So identifying a divine and defining core elements of your brand, it's going to ensure that you build your credibility and will distinguish yourself in the marketplace by incorporating your signature brand in everything you do. All right. Um, your brand voice, the words you use in your articles, the flyers and sales pages, that's your brand voice. There's also your brand design. This is the look and the feel of the brochures, the images, the fonts that you use. Really very important. Your brand persona. This includes your mannerisms, your body language. What are you doing when you're going out there and speaking to people? When you know what your brand persona is, you can consistently show up. And because it is very authentically you, you're not having to put on a front or a mask or try and be fake it till you make it, which is a saying that I absolutely detest. Don't fake anything. Find out what makes you authentic and step into your power, your 
irresistibleness, if I can use that word, and then get out there and portray that as your brand persona. That's what I stand for. So don't let anyone tell you you have to fake it till you make it. You've got some incredible authentic um, qualities. Let's discover what they are so that you can purposely bring that message out into how you're acting and interacting with people so that you can consistently portray a signature brand and message that really uh, people will just fall in love with. Your ideal client will fall in love with. And of course, you've got your brand style and this is your clothes and accessories and so forth you wear. This is not really, the brand style is not an area that I um, excel in, that I specialize in, but I know that there's a lot of amazing uh, personal um, consultant stylists and consultants who can help you in that area. But again, it all will fall into place once you understand what your signature brand is and uh, these are just some ways that uh, you can bring that brand message to life because once you've got these key elements in place not only are you going to start to attract the attention of your ideal client you'll also quickly boost your credibility and reputation as a specialist in your field which will in turn boost your higher ability you know prospects will want to invest in you because of your reputation because you've been building you know, that, that reputation is that go-to person. Everything is consistent. And because, of course, of the value that you offer your ideal client. Hmm. So I'm just going to step on off my pedestal now. That was a bit of a heated, um, yeah, fast-paced show. But you can see I get really uh, quite annoyed when I hear other people saying, oh, you know, branding and niching doesn't matter. Go out there and get clients and then come back and do that later. Why don't you identify it first and then get so many clients, you've got to start to look at running group coaching programs because you haven't got time to, because you've got all these clients who want to work with you and then triple your income or double, triple your income like many of my clients have done. That's what I say. Look at your branding, look at your uh, niching first and then watch your business uh, skyrocket to the next level. So what about you? What do you think? Do you think niching and building a strong brand is important or do you believe that you can build a successful business by providing a diverse range of services to anyone and everyone? Let me know in the comments below. I'm really interested in your thoughts and I'm very happy to uh, debate this with you. And if we do disagree, I'll be happy to, to agree to disagree. But this is certainly something that uh, I'm quite passionate about, if you couldn't tell. All right, before we end today's show, I have another inspirational message for you. And it goes like this. Actually, I just woke up one day and decided I didn't want to feel like that anymore or ever again. So I changed just like that. Not sure who wrote that, but isn't that neat? Sometimes we go on struggling and battling with our challenges when in actual fact, all that we need to do for us to change our minds, uh, that we no longer will feel a certain way about something. Now, a few years ago, I was worried about an upcoming event that I was hosting. I was worried about when it, whether anyone would book in for the event, let alone enjoy it. I was worried about the premises and whether they would be able to deliver what they'd promised. I worried about whether I had everything that I needed to have in place or whether I'd forgotten something. I think I must have worried about all of the worry that I was worrying about. And honestly, it was really ridiculous until one morning I woke up and thought, wow, imagine if I put all of this energy that I was putting into worrying into actions that I needed to take 
to make this event a great one. And so I did. It took a few days to really sink in. However, after I made up my mind that I was not going to fuel my worries, but rather that just trust that everything was going to be fine. Guess what? It was. And anything that came up, well, I just handled it because I had the energy to do so as I was no longer spending so much energy on worrying. So if you are worrying about something or feeling that something is draining your energy, why don't you just go ahead and decide to no longer feel that way ever again? Just change it because you can. It is up to you. So there you go. That brings us to the end of another show. If this was an episode that you really enjoyed and got value from, can I encourage you to go over to iTunes and subscribe if you haven't already? www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP iTunes and leave a comment and a rating. I'd really appreciate it as this makes a huge difference and helps me get my message out to as many other coaches as possible. And this is, as you can tell, is a topic I am very passionate about and you get to play an incredibly important role in helping me spread the message by rating, commenting and sharing the show with your friends and with your colleagues. Hey, do you have a question about your coaching practice? Maybe you've been struggling with something for a while and you haven't been able to find out the answer. You know, there is no such thing as a silly question. Don't be afraid that, oh, you know, if I ask this question, people are going to look at me and go, duh, I promise I will not do that. Any question that you have, it's a legitimate question and one that may be stopping you from taking that next step to the next level of greatness in your coaching practice. So go on over to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP connect. When you're there, go ahead and leave your name, your business name and leave me your question. And uh, it'll be an honor for me to answer that for you in an upcoming show. Or perhaps I have already answered that and can direct your attention so that you can get the information you need to take your business to the next level. Hey, this is definitely the end of the show. I'm going to say goodbye now till next week. Have a fantastic week. This is Anne-Marie.